0: Chapter ninety two of The Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas Translated by Henry L. Williams This LibriVox recording is in the public domain THE EXECUTION Jeanne waited for her counsel to come and announce her fate, but being now at ease, said to herself, What do I care that I am thought more guilty than Monsieur de Rohan, I am banished, that is to say, I can carry away my million and a half with me and live under the orange-trees of Seville during the winter, and in Germany or England in the summer, then I can tell my own story, and, uh, young, rich and celebrated, live as I please among my friends! Pleasing herself with these notions, she commenced settling all her future plans, the disposal of her diamonds, and her establishment in London, this brought to her mind Monsieur Rateau, Poor fellow! thought she it is he who pays for all some one must suffer and it always falls on the humblest instrument poor rateau pays now for his pamphlets against the queen he has led a hard life of blows it escapes and now it terminates with the galleys she dined with monsieur and madame hubert and was quite gay but they did not respond and were silent and uneasy Jean, however, felt so happy that she cared little for the manner towards her. After dinner, she asked when they were coming to read her sentence. Monsieur Hubert said that they were probably waiting till she returned to her room. She therefore rose to go when Madame Hubert ran to her and took her hands, looking at her with an expression of so much pity and sympathy that it struck her for a moment with terror. She was about to question her, but... Hubert took her hand and led her from the room. When she reached her own apartment, she found eight soldiers waiting outside. She felt surprised, but went in and allowed the man to lock her up as usual. Soon, however, the door opened again and one of the turnkeys appeared. Will madame please to follow me? said he. Where? Below. What for? What do they want with me? Madame, Monsieur Violet, your counsel wishes to speak to you. Why does he not come here? Madame, he has received letters from Versailles and wishes to show them to you. Letters from Versailles, thought Jean. Perhaps the Queen has interested herself for me since the sentence was passed. Wait a little, she said, till I arrange my dress. In five minutes she was ready perhaps she thought Monsieur Violet has come to get me to leave france at once and the queen is anxious to facilitate the departure of so dangerous an enemy she followed the turnkey downstairs and they entered a room which looked like a vault it was damp and almost dark sir said she trying to overcome her terror where is m Violet? the man did not reply what do you want continued she have you anything to say to me you have chosen a very singular place for a rendezvous we are waiting for monsieur violet he said it is not possible that monsieur violet should wish for me to wait for him here all at once another door which Jean had not before observed opened and three men entered Jean looked at them in surprise and with growing terror one of them who was dressed in black with a roll of papers in his hand advanced and said
1: you are Jeanne de saint remy de valois wife of marc antoine nicolas count de la Morte, yes sir born at fondette on the twenty-second of july seventeen fifty six yes sir you live at paris rue saint-cloud
0: yes sir but why these questions
1: madame i am the registrar of the court and i am come to read you the sentence of the court of the thirty-first of may seventeen eighty six
0: Jean trembled again and now looked at the other two men one had a gray dress with steel buttons the other a fur cap on and an apron which seemed to her spotted with blood she drew back but the registrar said
1: on your knees madame if you please on
0: my knees cried Jean. i Valois."
1: it is the order madame
0: but sir it is an unheard-of thing except where some degrading sentence has been pronounced and banishment is not such
1: i did not tell you you were sentenced to banishment
0: said he gravely but to what then
1: i will tell you madame when you are on your knees never madame i only follow my instructions never i tell you madame it is the order that when the condemned refuse to kneel they should be forced to do it force to a woman there is no distinction in the eyes of justice ah cried Jean,
0: this is the queen's doings i recognize the hands of an enemy
1: you are wrong to accuse the queen she has nothing to do with the orders of the court come madame i beg you to spare me the necessity of violence and kneel down
0: never and she planted herself firmly in the corner of the room the registrar then signed to the two other men who approaching seized her and in spite of her cries dragged her into the middle of the room but she bounded up again let me stand said she and i will listen patiently
1: madame whenever criminals are punished by whipping they kneel to receive the sentence
0: whipping screamed Jean. miserable wretch how dare you the men forced her on her knees once more and held her down but she struggled so furiously that they called out read quickly monsieur for we cannot hold her i will never hear such an infamous sentence she cried and indeed she drowned his voice so effectually with her screams that although he read not a word could be heard he replaced his papers in his pocket and she thinking he had finished stopped her cries then he said
1: and the sentence shall be executed at the place of executions corps de Justice." publicly screamed she monsieur de paris i deliver you this woman
0: said the registrar addressing the man with the leathern apron who is this man cried jeanne in affright the executioner replied the registrar the two men then took hold of her to lead her out but her resistance was so violent that they were obliged to drag her along by force and she never ceased uttering the most frantic cries they took her thus into the court called corps de justice where there was a scaffold and which was crowded with spectators on a platform raised about eight feet was a post garnished with iron rings and with a ladder to mount to it this place was surrounded with soldiers when she appeared cries of here she is mingled with much abuse were heard from the crowd numbers of the partisans of monsieur de rohan had assembled to hoot her and cries of a balamot le forger were heard on every side and those who tried to express pity for her were soon silenced then she cried in a loud voice do you know who i am i am the blood of your kings they strike in me not a criminal but a rival not only a rival but an accomplice yes repeated she as the people kept silence to kept listen an accomplice they punish one who knows the secrets of take care interrupted the registrar she turned and saw the executioner with the whip in his hand at this sight she forgot her desire to captivate the multitude and even her hatred and sinking on her knees she said have pity and seized his hand But he raised the other and let the whip fall lightly on her shoulders she jumped up and was about to try and throw herself off the scaffold when she saw the other man who was drawing from a fire a hot iron at this sight she uttered a perfect howl which was echoed by the people help help she cried trying to shake off the cord with which they were tying her hands the executioner at last forced her on her knees and tore open her dress But she cried with a voice which was heard through all the tumult. Cowardly Frenchman, you do not defend me, but let me be tortured. Oh, it is my own fault. If I had said all I knew of the Queen, I should have been. She could say no more, for she was gagged by the attendants. Then two men held her while the executioner performed his office. At the touch of the iron she fainted and was carried back insensible to the conciergerie when the crowd gradually dispersed. End of chapter ninety one Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.